the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to that show. Hasn't been funny in years, an SNL podcast. I am your host, Nick DeGilio. I'm a podcaster, a comedy writer, and performer, graduate of the Second City, a Saturday Night Live expert and historian. And each week, we're going to look back at everything SNL the best, the worst, the good, the bad, the classic, the forgotten. We'll talk about full seasons and full casts, behind the scenes stories, episodes, sketches, SNL's historical significance, and much, much more. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes I won't, but with every single episode, I will always prove that that tired cliche that you hear all the time, that show hasn't been funny in years, is just not true and wrong. Well, this episode is titled Political Impressions Number One. Uh, We are in an election year, if you can believe that or not, and we have a presidential election coming up here in 2024. And I thought that as we led into election season, and especially leading into the into the election in the fall, that I would do a series of political impression uh, episodes, episodes covering some of the best and most memorable political impressions in the history of the show. And through 49 seasons plus, uh, there have been thousands of political impressions. There have been hundreds of cast members and people to play politicians over the years. Some were great, some were bad, some were memorable, some were, oh my God, let's forget that even happened. But politics has always been a huge part of Saturday Night Live. From the very beginning, political humor and taking on the news of the day, the politics, the situations that were happening in the culture and in the world, Uh, World politics, American politics, local politics, New York politics in particular. Politicians, politics, and the world of politics have been a huge, huge part of Saturday Night Live since the very beginning in 1975. And they've done it in very interesting ways. Um, And over the years, SNL, in their casts, have had some incredibly talented and gifted impressionists. Um, we will do. We will talk more about uh, some of the best impressionists in the history of of SNL cast members as well. And there are some amazing, uh, uh, memorable cast members who have done incredible political impressions over the years. Uh, you know, obviously Daryl Hammond was one who did some incredible impressions as well. And uh, uh, currently, Chloe Feynman does great impressions, and Melissa Fia Senor did great impressions. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, to go back, uh, did great impressions. And, uh, you know, Phil Hartman and all uh, amazing amount of incredible male and female cast members who can do incredible spot on impressions. And some of the cast members in the past, that was their specialty. There were certain cast members that were known as, well, these are the impressionists. Like Jay Farrow is another one who did great impressions. And, uh, you know, uh, every cast, you know, every every cast has had, you know, one or two specialists in the world of impersonations and impressions. Um, Well... Uh, over the years, a lot of those cast members have done incredible versions of presidents and vice presidents and senators and and congressmen and mayors and governors and all of 
in, 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 in all of the political uh, offices, in all of the political races. It's always been covered, and it's always been interesting to see who can do what. And over the period of time, some different cast members played presidents uh, over the course of years, uh, you know, because some of those cast members who did the impression when that person was in office left the show, and they had to have somebody new come in. They had three different people, four different play- people play Obama. They had a couple of different people play Clinton. They had a few different people play, uh, you know, uh, they had a few different people play Hillary. They've, you know, so throughout the years, because of the, you know, the, the turnover of cast members and the fact that new people are hired and some people quit and some people are fired and blah, 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 new cast members always come in, and many people have played some of the same characters. I mean, there have been like five or six people who have played Trump over the years. Um, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and that's the same case with a lot of things. Well, this episode, I've picked five guest stars who have shown up on SNL to do great political impressions. Now, these were not cast members, although a couple of them, two of them, in fact, were former cast members. But when these impressions were done, and when they portrayed these politicians on SNL in a series of appearances and in a series of sketches or cold opens, when they made guest appearances on the show, they were no longer cast members. So this is guest stars who have appeared as political uh, figures on SNL and, as a result, have created some of the best and most memorable character and political impressions of all time. Uh, and that's what we're talking about here. So this is Political Impressions number one. It'll be the first in a series of uh, episodes of that show, um, Hasn't Been Funny in Years, dedicated entirely to the world of political impressions leading up to, in real time, to <laughs> the election that is happening later this year. So let's get kicking this off. So we've got five guest stars who are not cast members who bust in and make several appearances as these political figures and kick ass doing it. So the first of five is Maya Rudolph. Now, yes, Maya Rudolph was indeed a cast member on SNL, uh, and she was a cast member for years, left in 2007. But when she came back to portray Kamala Harris, she was no longer on the show. So the first person that I wanted to mention was Maya Rudolph as Kamala Harris. Her impression of Kamala Harris is hilarious. It is not necessarily uh, vocally perfect. Some of the... um, you know, some of the mannerisms are right on the money. The way she looks is perfect, obviously. The wig, the hair, the makeup, the, the, the costumes that are provided and uh, that, are, that are given uh, and designed for cast members and people who work on SNL are extraordinary. I mean, the behind-the-scenes people who create the sets and the costumes and the hair and the makeup and all of that stuff, the wigs and all of that stuff, they do incredible work to recreate as closely as possible the characters and the real people that people are portraying. So... Technically, in that, all of those behind-the-scenes departments that put the visuals together, that create the world and the characters and all of that stuff, are amazing and the best in the business. So, she looked like Kamala. She dressed like Kamala. She didn't do necessarily a spot-on impression of Kamala, but she kicked ass and she created a really fun impression with a lot of Maya Rudolph's winking, brilliant uh, 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 style involved. Um, she is, uh, you know, she's only made sporadic appearances on the show after she left in 2007. She returned in 2019 for semi-regular portrayals of then presidential candidate and current vice president Kamala Harris. Harris enjoyed a brief brief spike in polling following her first debate skewering of Joe Biden over racial comments he made. 
But her fortunes nosedived after Biden took a commanding lead. And then Rudolph made this rivalry uh, a centerpiece of her hilarious and energetic and cocktail-sipping performance, along with her attempts uh, to gain younger uh, fans. Um, Rudolph Harris is, uh, is a huge hit. In fact, she kept coming back in debate spoofs. And after the real Harris dropped out of the race in late 2019, she kept coming back. And, uh, and then, you know, when she became VP, um, she came back again. Uh, and, uh, and her, her, you know, appearances as Kamala are fantastic. I love the way she says Joe Biden because she says Joe Biden. And that is a, that's a Maya thing. That's not really how Kamala Harris says Joe Biden's name, but that's, that's Maya. That's Maya Rudolph. Joe Biden, one of my favorite things. Um, back when um, uh, she was announced as uh, Biden's running mate in 2020, um, ABC did a, uh, a brief news story about it. And I want to play this back. This is a new segment from ABC in uh, August, uh, August 12th of 2020. Remember those days? You remember back when the when we were all stuck inside, you remember the lockdown, you remember the pandemic. Oh, those were fun days. Well, there was an election that year, a very, 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 very important election, like the one that's coming up this year. That's very, very important. Um, and uh, and uh, Joe Biden uh, announced that he was going to have uh, Kamala Harris as his running mate. And of course, everyone was like, well, we now, when we come back in the fall in 2020, who knows when we're going to come back because of this pandemic and this coronavirus and everything. So nobody knew what the future, immediate future was what of was an SNL. But everybody, as soon as this was announced, everybody wanted Maya Rudolph to come back and play Kamala Harris. And she did. So when they first announced this, when Joe Biden first announced that she was going to be his uh, running mate, ABC did a news uh, story about the possibility of Maya Rudolph coming back and playing her. You call that human rights, China? I call it human wrongs. <laughs> Kamala, Sundays on TNT. It's a picture-perfect match made in comedy heaven. Maya Rudolph as Senator Kamala Harris. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Maya earning an Emmy Award nomination this year for her popular portrayal on SNL. And this morning, as Joe Biden names Harris as his running mate, the world is ready for Rudolph. I'm also America's cool aunt. A fun aunt. I call that a funt. Maya Rudolph trending on Twitter shortly after Biden's announcement. Miss Rudolph, your country calls. We require your service. Happy with the pick, if nothing else, because it means more Maya Rudolph. The funt is back, baby. America's fun aunt. Maya just so happened to be recording a panel with EW when news of the beep stakes broke. I was literally segueing into Maya next with a question. Oh, so so let me let me go there then. One of your Maya reacting to her likely SNL Kamala comeback. I love going to the show. Any excuse I can get, I love. I just didn't really anticipate traveling during a pandemic. I'm as surprised as you are, guys. That's um. That's spicy. Surprised, maybe, but if online reaction and Emmy nominations are any indication, Joe Biden's pick bodes well for Miss Rudolph. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be terrible. Not Joe Biden. Kamala herself giving Maya her stamp of approval just last year. I grew up watching Saturday Night Live. Yes. So the thought that anyone would be in any way depicting me on Saturday Night Live was just... I was a bit overwhelmed. Funt out my. So there okay, it so is. Can... Uh, so that's that's uh, Maya Rudolph, a little uh, ABC News segment about Maya 
you know, uh, you got to go back to work because she's the VP. Um, so, and then uh, Joe Biden did win. Thank God he won the election. And, uh, and uh, Kamala Harris was then VP. And then uh, Maya Rudolph came back a few times for that. And uh, this clip I'm going to play uh, from the show. This is uh, Kamala Harris's um, Unity Seder that she played. Maya Rudolph was the host. Jack Harlow was the musical guest. It was season 46, episode 15. It was on March 27th, 2021. We were still running around with the pandemic, and it was, uh, it was still scary times. Uh, masks on stage when not in sketches and, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the specter of the pandemic still heavily on us. And she was new to the office of the, of the vice presidency. And so, uh, when Maya came back to host, of course she played Kamala and this was a very hilarious and weird, weird sketch, which was kind of like a a TV special where Kamala Harris hosted, uh, a unity Seder. Uh, and with her was her husband, uh, Doug Emma Hoff, Emma Hoff. Um, and, uh, and other people pop in. Ted Cruz is played by A.D. Bryant. Joe Biden is played by Alex Moffat. Um, Ella Emhoff is played by Chloe Fineman. Um, and Kena Thompson shows up. And it is designed as this weird, like, holiday special <laughs> with, uh, with Maya as, uh, as, as, uh, as Kamala Harris. So here's Kamala Harris. Here's Maya Rudolph as Kamala Harris uh, from uh, March 27th, 2021. And uh, in a very weird but uh, funny sketch, and a pretty good example of the kind of impression that Maya did of Kamala. Not straight on, but weird and very funny. And some very funny work from Martin Short and A.D. Bryant, Alex Moffat, um, Chloe Feynman, and, uh, and, uh, and Kenan Thompson in this sketch. And now a message from the Vice President of the United States. Good evening, America. I'm Vice President Kamala Harris. This has been a difficult year for all of us, but I really do feel that we are about to see some light. And what better night to celebrate a new beginning than Passover, or as my adopted people call it, Pesach. That's why it's time for a Kamala Harris Unity Seder. Tonight we ask the floor questions. How school? Did you eat? When are you giving me grandchildren? And what's with that haircut? And I cannot have a Chag Sameach all by my lonesome. So to help me host this, I'd like to introduce my rock, my everything, my Semitic smoke show, my step baby daddy, Doug M. Hoff. Get on out here, sexy. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm too shy. I'm just a, I'm just a shy entertainment oh, lawyer. Come on. No, Doug, all you have to do is pretend it's just us, baby. Uh, well, I just want you to know. And listen to me, girl. I support you. Every time you look around, Dougie, it's so good to be there for you, honey. You better be. But from time to time, you're going to look around, I'm not going to be there. Oh, no. But that's just me telling you, you got this, baby. Oh, the support. You're my load-bearing wall. You hold up my roof. Oh, God. And you're always on top of my basement. Oh. Well, strangers, I don't like strangers. They frighten me. That's all right, babe. That must mean our first guest is here. In the spirit of Pesach, I've reached across the aisle. Joe Biden gave me a list of Republicans to reach out to, and I'm starting at the bottom. 
it started at the bottom, now I'm here. <laughs> Welcome to my home, Ted Cruz. Well, hey, I've never been to a Jewish dinner, so I brought some Israeli flag cupcakes, and I got a ton of these over left over from the CPAC. <laughs> and I got some pigs in a blanket. Well, we can't have pork or bread, nope. so thank you. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, somebody scraped the crap out of a Prius in your driveway. No idea who did it. Probably my daughter's. It definitely wasn't me. <laughs> my only crime is loving too much and sedition. <laughs> That's my Prius, but it's, it's all good. Ted, may I ask, what's going on with your hair, hon? I, I see serial killer on the side and bait-and-tackle shop owner in the front? Well, in honor of Passover, I had my haircut done by a moil. <laughs> it's Elle and ha, ha, ha. Shalom to the children. Uh, America, Ted, meet my beautiful and supremely talented stepdaughter, Ella Emhoff. Boy, oh boy, so, uh, what am I looking at here? Am I breaking your eyes? Good. You may think I look insane, but I assure you, I'm the most normal-looking girl in Bushwick. Mamala serving matzo while I'm serving looks. Oh, thank you, Ella. You're really elevating this Seder. So put out the kafilta fish. <laughs> okay, Dad, but all this is going on my mood board because it's a vibe. Ooh, let's see who's at the door. Why, it's Reverend Senator Raphael Warner. <laughs> All right. Shalom, y'all. Uh, John Ossoff told me to bring some Manischewitz. <laughs> so, uh, how are things going in Georgia? Oh, uh, you saw Roots, right? That's how it's going in Georgia. Well, we need to make sure we keep Georgia blue for the next presidential election and the one after that. Well, that won't be easy. They'll do everything they can to keep black people from voting. We wouldn't vote on anything if they had their way. Not even American Idol. Jennifer Hudson would have been knocked out in the first round. Jennifer damn Hudson, y'all. No, not J-Hud. Right? Oh, Raphael spies a boiled egg. If you'll excuse me, I'm gonna have a nosh. You get that egg, Senator. All right, go for it, Reverend Senator Raphael Warner. Who could that be, Elijah? Good one, sweetie. Hey. Oh, hey. why, it's Jabari. Hey, did y'all catch my uh, press conference? It was so easy. Mm. A lot of critics thought I wasn't mentally prepared enough, but uh, I think I proved them all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kamala, not sure if you heard, but uh, I'm putting you in charge of solving a little immigration problem down at the Mexican border. Yes, I did hear that. Wow. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Such a fun, solvable problem. <laughs> And, and what are you in charge of? Moi, giving out checks. Uh, who wants stimmies? Woo! <laughs> Make it rain. This is a nor'easter. Stimmy uh, nor'easter. Oh, uh, <laughs> Biden. Yeah. Oh, and guess what? I got a little uh, Passover surprise for y'all. Okay. There he is. Come on in here. That's right. This is my dog. He's major. He's back from being retrained. He's all better now, aren't you, major? He's a sweet pooch. <laughs> Well, thank God we can all hang out now that we're all vaccinated. Isn't it great? There you go. <laughs> a very strange sketch, but a very funny one. And it's it's interesting to listen back 
to uh, the early days of Joe Biden's presidency and to hear the difference in the imitations that are done of Joe Biden now as they were then, because Alex Moffat's impression of Joe Biden is a lot different than like the three other guys who did the impression. At one point, Jim Carrey uh, did Joe Biden, um, you know, during uh, during the, the 2020 or early part of the 2020 election. Um, so it's interesting to see how that's changed uh, over the time. But uh, a weird concept, not one of the greatest sketches of all time, but an interesting uh, example of the direction and uh, the offbeat kind of way that they would put Maya Rudolph in um, as, as Kamala Harris. So that's, uh, that's our first guest star who did great political impressions. So the next one is one of, I think, the best um, uh, guest star single impressions that anybody's ever done on Saturday Night Live. One of the best cold opens in SNL history and one of the most brutal, brilliant, and hilarious impressions of a political figure of all time. Matt Damon, um, who has in the past hosted Saturday Night Live, who was not the host of this episode, came in to to play Brett Kavanaugh. Now, if you remember, his appointment to the Supreme Court was... uh, was chaotic and insane, to say the least. Well, um, on the season 44 premiere, the uh, it was season 44, episode one, Adam Driver was your host, Kanye West was your musical guest. It was on September 29th, 2018. It was a very uh, strong episode and a weird one, too, because Kanye West went crazy backstage. Shockingly, Kanye West acted unpredictably and insanely. There's a shocker. Anyway, a lot of great stuff happened on the show and behind the scenes. It was a very, very, very memorable uh, episode. But in my opinion, one of the best cold opens of all time. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh had the appointment to the Supreme Court. It was chaotic. It was divisive. Um, it was a weird judicial confirmation, uh, in one of the weirdest in U.S. history. And it hit the rails almost immediately after his nomination when the former judge who helped Ken Starr draft the Starr report recommending Bill Clinton's impeachment, he was accused by multiple women of sexual assault and deeply partisan and combative public hearing ensued. So SNL had a field day with their next cold open. On the season opener of of season 44, Matt Damon comes in as Brett Kavanaugh and he played a petulant, overgrown frat boy bragging about his love of beer. He's getting snarky with the Democratic critics. Um, and uh, there are a slew of people who portray different, um, who portray different politicians in this uh, during the hearing. But it's Matt Damon's hilarious portrayal of the idiot Brett Kavanaugh uh, as the petulant little frat boy uh, who is being uh, taken, to, taken, to, taken to course uh, by the Supreme Court uh, in these hearings. And those hearings, if you remember them, they were aggravating and and astonishing in so many ways. But uh, this Brett Kavanaugh, uh, you know, got appointed uh, to the uh, <laughs> to the Supreme Court. But those uh, but this cold open with Matt Damon. And if you remember all the calendar and the weird stuff that Brett Kavanaugh, it all comes back here um, brilliantly. So this was September 29th, 2018, fresh after all of this stuff has happened. His incredible appointment, how shocking and weird and idiotic it was. But Matt Damon, as Brett Kavanaugh, knocked it out of the park, as did everybody else, as did the writing staff, in one of the funniest, most pointed political cold opens ever, Matt Damon playing Brett Kavanaugh, one of the best guest uh, uh, political impressions of all time. Judge Kavanaugh! (laughs) 
Judge Kavanaugh, are you ready to begin? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I'm gonna start at an 11. I'm gonna take it to about a 15 real quick. First of all, I showed this speech to almost no one. Not my family, not my friends, not even PJ or Tobin or Squee. This is my speech. There are others like it, but this is mine. I wrote it myself last night while screaming into an empty bag of Doritos. I'm here tonight because of a sham, a political con job orchestrated by the Clintons and George Soros and Kathy Griffin and Mr. Ronan Sinatra. Now, I am usually an optimist. I'm a keg is half full kind of guy. But what I've seen from the monsters on this committee makes me want to puke and not from beer. <laughs> Dr. Ford has no evidence, none. Meanwhile, I've got these. <laughs> I've got these calendars. <laughs> these beautiful, creepy calendars. <laughs> about lifting weights with PJ and Squee and Donkey Dong Doug. <laughs> But you don't care about Squee or Donkey Dong Doug, do you? You just want to humiliate me in front of my wife and my parents and Alyssa friggin' Milano? <laughs> well, guess what? I'm not backing down, you sons of bitches. I don't know the meaning of the word stop. <laughs> to quote my hero, Clint Eastwood's character in Gran Torino. <laughs> Get the hell off my lawn. Now let's do this. Okay, well, I'm hard as hell. Uh, <laughs> Senator Feinstein, you want to fight this monkey first? Judge Kavanaugh, are you saying <laughs> that all the claims of Dr. Ford, Mrs. Ramirez, and Mrs. Swetnick are false? <laughs> uh, doy. Then, if you have nothing to hide, would you agree to an independent FBI investigation into the allegations? Asked and answered. I wanted a hearing the next day. The next day! Okay, that in no way answers my question. <laughs> would you agree to an FBI investigation? You want a real investigation? Then just look at, look at my calendar. <laughs> and you're gonna see that every night, I was lifting weights with PJ and Squee. <laughs> and Hansy Hank. <laughs> Gangbang Greg. <laughs> Which, you know, the liberal media is gonna find some way to spin. Judge Kavanaugh, would you say in high school that you were a frequent drinker? Look. <laughs> I like beer, okay? I like beer. <laughs> Boys like beer, girls like beer. I like beer. I like beer. Okay, so I asked if you drank in high school and you said, I like beer 10 times. <laughs> that leads me to the next question. Did you ever drink too many beers? 
You mean, was I cool? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, then tell me this, Judge. Did you ever drink so much that you blacked out? I don't know, did you? <laughs> huh? Huh? Uh, huh? Did you ever black out? Excuse me? Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean that. I, I just, I think I blacked out for a second. In front of God, and I want you to answer honestly. That beer you like to drink, are we talking foreign or domestic? I drink American beer. You ain't drinking Heineken on us! I drink American beer! No further questions! <laughs> this guy checks out! I yield the rest of my time to Miss Frizzle. Oh. Okay, now, I gotta make this quick so we can... Time! Okay, damn, damn. Senator Whitehouse. Yeah, I'd uh, just like to ask Judge Kavanaugh about his yearbook. Oh, yearbook. Oh, we're gonna... We're talking about a yearbook right now? Uh, Judge Kavanaugh, what is boofing? It was flatulence. I was 16. Could you use boof in a sentence? <laughs> sure. I passed out from drinking, but then I boofed so loud I woke myself up. Okay. What about Devil's Triangle? It's a drinking game. Okay. Eskimo Brothers? Drinking game. Eiffel Tower with Dougie One Nut? <laughs> That was a possible trip to France that didn't pan out. Judge Kavanaugh, my staff just Googled all these terms, and they're clearly referring to sex. Well, that's impossible, because I didn't have sex for many, many, many years. Many years. All I did was drink a lot and not think about having sex at all. I was the proudest, drunkest virgin you've ever seen. And everyone can relate to that. All right, then I'll do it. For Judge Kavanaugh, after all of this, do you really think you have the right demeanor and temperament to be a Supreme Court justice? I went to Yale. <laughs> Worked my butt off to get here. I busted my buns. I lifted weights. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> With Tobin. BJ and Squee and Donkey Dong Dog. And yeah, we had, a, we had a couple thousand beers along the way. Especially my good friend, Mark Judge, who can't remember huge chunks of his life, but is somehow my key witness. So am I angry? You're damn right. But if you think I'm angry now, you just wait till I get on that Supreme Court, because then you're all going to pay. Give me a can of water. One of the best cold opens of all time. Really spot on, timely, brilliant, hilarious. And his impersonation of Brett Kavanaugh uh, was on the money and also terrifying. Okay, let's move on. Larry David played Bernie Sanders. Larry David, obviously, not a cast member on SNL. He played uh, Bernie Sanders several times, especially during season 41. Uh, and his, you know, his, he visually looks a lot like Larry Sanders, and it was, uh, it was great. Or I'm sorry, he looks a lot like Bernie Sanders, um, and um, and it was, it was great when he did it. He did it in uh, in sketches that were political. He did it in sketches that were surreal, um, you know, debates, uh, uh, political meetings, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and he was terrific as uh, as Bernie Sanders, and uh, he took a different approach, um, you know. Uh, the star of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld co-creator, and, uh, you know, and, and, and terrific uh, uh, stand-up comedian and a great writer, and, of course, billionaire. 
But when he played uh, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, um, he did the Chevy Chase as Gerald Ford approach, which means he didn't put a lot of effort into it. He didn't really sound like the progressive champion. Um, he spent far more time, uh, you know, as doing the impression, talking about the annoyances of being an old guy surrounded by uh, uh, new fangled machines and young people that don't know what they're talking about. Um, he was simply playing himself. Larry David was simply playing himself, cranky, neurotic, out of patience. And that's precisely what makes uh, his version of uh, Bernie Sanders so funny. Uh, and uh, he, he, was, he was terrific. He played the caricature a bunch of times. And uh, he did great uh, you know, Democratic uh, debate spoofs and all kinds of great stuff. But one of my favorite bits that they did, and he played Bernie Sanders in, on several occasions, and also Bernie Sanders appeared on Saturday Night Live, one of the nights that Larry uh, David hosted, and them working together, actually, on a, on a, on a sketch that involved uh, 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 them being on a ship, was weird and funny and great. But Larry David's Bernie Sanders was classic, and it seemed like a natural fit and a very, you know, not spot-on impression, but a great interpretation of Bernie Sanders. What my favorite... Uh, time that uh, that Larry David played Bernie Sanders was when they did a, a satire of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David's HBO show about Larry David being Larry David and being annoying and being surrounded by people that yell at him and him having these neuroses and just being annoying Larry David who, who has a lot of qualms about everything in the world and complains and is neurotic. So they did a spot-on spoof complete with the same camera style, the music, um, and you know, Cecily Strong played Susie Essman, Vanessa Bear played Cheryl, Jay Farrow played J.B. Smooth, uh, Bobby Moynihan played Jeff Garland, Taryn Killam played Bob Einstein, and uh, Larry David played Bernie Sanders, but it was Bernie Sanders doing Burn Your Enthusiasm, uh, B-E-R-N. So this appeared uh, on episode uh, 12 of the 41st season, and the 41st season uh, Larry David did come back several times and play Bernie Sanders. But at this time, Larry David was the host. The 1975 was the musical guest. This was February 6, 2016. And by the way, this is noteworthy because this was also the episode that featured the FBI uh, training um, uh, test featuring Kevin Roberts, one of the greatest sketches of all time, one of the funniest things ever. I'll, get, I'll do that in another time. But the Kevin Roberts, look that one up, by the way. Uh, Kevin Roberts FBI training uh, uh, sketch featuring Larry David. Uh, it's one of the funniest sketches of all time with uh, Larry David playing the incredible Kevin Roberts, but we'll get to that some other time. And by the way, all of these episodes that we're talking about, they're all available. I always want to make this clear. You can get them on Peacock where every episode, all 49 uh, episode, or all forty-nine seasons episodes are some in edited fashion, some in full length, but you can go to Peacock. You subscribe to Peacock. You can get to all of these sketches and all of these episodes. That's why I tell you when they happened and what, what season and what episode number. So you can look them up on Peacock or you can look them up on the SNL channel on, the, on YouTube. So this is from season 41. It's episode 12 from uh, February 6, 2016. And this is Burn Your Enthusiasm with Larry David playing, um, <laughs> playing Bernie Sanders in a spot-on, great, hilarious parody of Burn Your Enthusiasm with all the great characters from Curb Your Enthusiasm played by great, by great uh, cast members from SNL. So here it is, Larry David playing Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Thank you, 
I can't believe Thank how you. many people are here. It's a revolution, Jane. Millions of people. If we have a good turnout, we can win Iowa. Hello. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Mr. Bernie Sanders. Oh, I'm your biggest fan. <clears throat> and I'm telling you, I'm feeling the burn. Think so. Shake you, my hand. You, you coughed into your hand. Don't shake it after a cough. No, I didn't. Shake my hand. Oh, no. You specifically coughed into no. your hand. I saw it. I no, didn't. I didn't. Come on, Mr. Sanders. Don't be rude. Shake my wife's hand. Sorry, I'm not being rude. She's the one who's being rude by offering a German fested hand. I'm not me. German fested hand? Oh, is that right? I'm a voter, is what I am, Bernie. German fested hand. I am running for president. I do not shake disgusting hands. Oh, no. Mr. Sanders, can I get you a coffee? A coffee, a coffee. Yeah, you know what? I'll have a coffee with uh, whole milk. Sorry, I think we only have 2%. 2%? No, no, no. If I'm going to have milk, I'll have milk. Thank you very much. Barry! 2%. What, What's what this I hear about you not shaking your constituents' hands? <laughs> you can't do that. No, no, you don't understand, Jeff. She gave me a cough and shake. Sure, it wasn't a cough and a wipe and a shake? No, no, there was no wipe, definitely no wipe. She didn't have the decency to give me a wipe. You are wipe. such an a Bernie. You know what? This is why nobody likes you, because you're an Oh, I'm... Yeah, you guys, you, you are, you are. People love me, okay? I have more go. individual donations than any candidate in history, and I don't take from millionaires and billionaires. The average donation is just... 27, 27 yeah, well, no, because you say it every time you're on TV. Okay, what people? Everybody knows. Oh, shut up, Susan, okay? Oh, Bernie oh, there. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I heard you ain't want to say the black woman hand. What? No, don't, don't, don't say black woman, okay? It had nothing to do with black. She gave me a cough and shake. Listen, you need the black boat, Bernie. You need to shake as many black woman's hands as you can. I don't care if the hair got dookie on it. You shake that hand. You know what? Because you might get dookie on your hand. But you know what else you get? A damn vote. Okay. That was fascinating, Leon, just fascinating. I'm gonna go get some coffee. You can't go out there. What? I'm a person like everybody else. I'm a normal human being. You're not normal. Normal You're human being. You're not normal. Being. Oh, shut up, Susie. How about you that? You shut up. Oh, you, Susie. <laughs> Can I help? Well, I think I dislocated my shoulder, so can you just pop it back in? Are you nuts? No, it's easy. Just pop it back in. Oh, I, go, go to a hospital. I don't pop. I, I'm, not, I'm not a popper. Well, come on. The polls close in an hour. If you want my vote, just pop it back in. Yeah, I, I don't want it that bad. I, I've never popped in my life. I'm from Brooklyn. No, we, we don't pop in Brooklyn. I'm, I'm sorry. Come you on. Know, I have no popping experience. I, Bernie! Sorry. I'm sorry. Bernie! Excuse me. Excuse me. 
doing? <laughs> so glad you could make it, Bernie. The polls are closed. <laughs> Where's your coffee? Oh, I, I, I couldn't get had, had an incident. What the uh, hell are you talking about, incident? Just drink the coffee. I don't want to drink the coffee. I don't. Two percent. What's two percent? What are you, drinking... some weird old psychopath? What's wrong with two percent? All right, start the presses. Headlines in. They feel the burn. Huge voter turnout. Huge, massive huge turnout. Yes, this is wonderful. You hear this? Huge, huge turnout. You know what that means? That means we win. Huh? Huge turnout. Hey, you far rights. Look at the TV, damn. You didn't win. You lost. Oh, yeah, you come on. It's what if I like point two percent? Come on. Point two percent? What? How many people is that? It's like five people. Five people. How could we people. lose by five people? What did you do? You did something. You did something. Shut up, you people. And, of course, uh, he lost the election because those five people were the five people that he screwed over, wouldn't shake the hand, wouldn't pop the shoulder back in, and other people that wouldn't vote for him. Uh, very, very funny uh, sketch. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yet another example of Larry David doing a very funny and awesome interpretation of Bernie Sanders. And also a great satire and parody of the terrific HBO show. Curb your enthusiasm. So there you go. Larry David is Bernie Sanders. Okay, next, Melissa McCarthy as Sean Spicer. I've played uh, this clip before on the show when I was talking about the most downloaded and viewed videos on the SNL YouTube channel. And this one had like 39 million views. And it's Melissa McCarthy as Sean Spicer, which falls into the category of great performances by guest stars who did political impressions. He didn't last long as Trump's press secretary. Well, a lot of people didn't last long in Trump's, in, in Trump's, uh, uh, as Trump's staff as he fired everybody every 15 minutes. But future Dancing with the Stars contestant Sean Spicer was one of the most notable people to hold the office as press secretary. He was nervous. He was angry. He was high-pitched. He was always lying. He was either chewing a lot of gum. He had an ill-fitting suit. He was trying to pull off, you know, uh, rhetorical gymnastics, uh, you know, explaining away the administration's latest embarrassment. He shouted at members of the press. Uh, he really hated them nearly as much as he hated his boss. Uh, it was it was a it was a circus, like most of that of that entire uh, presidency was. But uh, this guy needed to be satirized. And so who do they bring in? They bring in the great Melissa McCarthy, fantastic comedic actress. And uh, she came in dressed in drag, absurdly dead on accurate, hysterical performance, brought down the house. It was also the, um, it also affected uh, uh, Spicer's uh, reputation as well. But it is one of the most endlessly uh, rewatchable uh, sketches of all time. This was not a cold open. This happened halfway through the show. Uh, this was when uh, Kristen Stewart was the host. Uh, Alessa Cara was the musical guest. It was February 2nd, 2017. And right in the middle of this, it wasn't a cold open. It's a sketch coming back from commercial. And uh, all of a sudden, there's Melissa McCarthy with no announcement, nothing, coming out in drag as Sean Spicer. This is season 42, episode 13. Again, Kristen Stewart was the host from the February of 2017. Here's a little bit of Melissa McCarthy doing an unbelievably hilarious job as press secretary, Sean Spicer. Now, under the president's schedule for today at 3.45, the president will host an encore screening of Finding Dory. Okay, the story of a forgetful fish, okay? Everybody likes that. Then at 6 p.m., he's gonna abolish the national park system. But Dory! Good stuff. 
Okay, so if nobody has any questions. Okay, we'll do a couple questions. Go. Glenn Thrush, New York Times. Boo! Go ahead. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask about the travel ban on Muslims. Yeah, it's not a ban. I'm sorry? It's not a ban. The travel ban is not a ban, which makes it not a ban. But you just called it a ban. Because I'm using your words. You said ban. You said ban. Now I'm saying it. The back president to you. tweeted, and I quote, yeah. if the ban were announced with a one-week notice. Yeah, exactly. You just said that. He's quoting you. It's your words. He's using your words when you use the words and he uses them back. It's circular using of the word, and that's from you. start with this right out of the gate, Glenn? I mean, what do you want me to take my nuts out so you can get a better kick at him? You had to have known that I would ask that question. Okay, uh, sit down, Glenn. Who here, just by show of hands, who here hates Glenn? Right? Everybody? One, two, three, infinity? Now, see, let the record show that everyone raised their hands because everybody hates Glenn. So print that. That's your story. Next question, go. Uh, yeah, I would like to ask about Steve Bannon's role in the National Security Council. Yeah, that's a dumb question. That's a stupid question. Sit down, Glenn. My name is not Glenn. I know your name's. I'm just saying Glenn, like in a general Glenn. It's, it's your word. It's your word. Next, go. Yeah, I'm also concerned about Steve Bannon. A lot of people are saying he's the one behind this Muslim ban. Yeah, all right, you guys. You guys still aren't, aren't getting it. Uh, what do you need? You need some props? My word's too big. I got to show you in pictures. Great. Okay, here we go. When it comes to these decisions, the Constitution gives our president lots of power. And Steve Bannon is the key advisor. Okay? And our president will not be deterred. So that's uh, Melissa McCarthy doing uh, a very, very funny Sean Spicer. And at the end there, those were visual gags. She was pulling out like an actual rope that was tied into a knot. And when she said deterred, she pulled out like a fake dog turd as well. Uh, really funny. And she did. She was able to do Sean Spicer three times total before Sean Spicer, like 9,000 other people uh, during the Trump administration, was fired. Uh, but when she came in and that first time she did it on that episode with Kristen Stewart as the host, season 42 episode, uh, 13, she knocked it out of the park. So Melissa McCarthy is Sean Spicer, a great guest star who did political impressions. Now, the final uh, example of this, of great guest stars doing uh, great political impersonations, is Tina Fey. Now, yes, Tina Fey obviously was a uh, cast member, but she was a cast member only until 2006, and she left in 2006 to pursue other things, including creating and starring in the great sitcom 30 Rock and doing other things and making movies. So she was no longer a part of SNL when Sarah Palin was announced as the running mate uh, during uh, the 2008 election. So... Um, so it, it was it was it was incredible. John McCain uh, announced her as the running mate, and when that happened, everybody noticed the physical uh, you know uh, you know the, the physical resemblance that uh, Sarah Palin had to Tina Fey, and vice versa. And people thought, man, the best person to do this because there were pictures being put up all over the place and on the internet, side by side photos of how similar they looked, and so on and so forth. So people were like. Well, on SNL, obviously SNL is going to have to have somebody play Sarah Palin because they have people play political 
uh, um, you know, uh, candidates and, and, and politicians all the time. They got to bring Tina Fey back. And at first she was resistant. She wasn't going to come back. You know, she had just left about a year or so earlier working on, uh, on you know, uh, on uh, 30 Rock. And, uh, but then she came back. And uh, she came back and did Sarah Palin to monumental success. She, without question, is, it does the quintessential Sarah Palin, nailed her vocals, nailed the way she looked. Obviously, she was very similar looking to Sarah Palin. Um, and did a remarkable job satirizing Sarah Palin and actually satirizing her on the same show. Sarah Palin showed up one night, um, you know, during the 2008 election season while, um, you know, Tina Fey was doing her on the show. And it became surreal as to having those two in the same room together. Uh, but Tina Fey as Sarah Palin was amazing. Um, so she was a former Alaska governor. And uh, she started to just, you know, at first when she showed up at the convention, everybody was like, oh, my God. And it, and it kind of like repowered McCain's, uh, you know, his campaign. And then when she started to open her mouth and say the dumbest things that any human being could ever say. And every time she opened her mouth, it became more outrageously stupid every time she spoke. So, of course, uh, Saturday Night Live was taking notes. Tina Fey came in in 2008 um, and it was uncanny, uh, you know, how, how great her performance was. So um, Amy Poehler, at that time, was still on the show. She was still a cast member on the show. This is before she left to do Parks and Rec. Um, she was playing Hillary at the time. And uh, so, you know, uh, Tina Fey came in, played Sarah Palin uh, many, 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 many times, making great appearances in 2008 and even beyond that. But the, the most amazing uh, example of Tina Fey doing Sarah Palin was in uh, 2008, was in fact season 34's uh, first episode. It was episode number one, season 34. It was September 13, 2008. Michael Phelps was the, uh, was the host. Lil Wayne was the musical guest. Sarah Palin was played by Tina Fey. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it was pretty amazing. This is a press conference, uh, a cold open with Amy Poehler as Hillary and Tina Fey as, uh, as Sarah Palin in what I think is one of the greatest uh, political sketches of all time. From September 13th, 2008, this is Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, two women powerhouse comedians and writers, together kicking monstrous ass as they often did when they teamed up, whether it be in shows or movies or hosting gigs, whatever it was, two of the greatest comedic writers and the greatest uh, comedians of all time two of the best cast members and creators in the history of SNL, together knocking it out of the park. So here's an example of Tina Fey doing a remarkable job as Sarah Palin and Amy Poehler as Hillary Clinton in an unbelievable opening cold open from September of 2008. And now a nonpartisan message from Governor Sarah Palin and Senator Hillary Clinton. I was so excited when I was told Senator Clinton and I would be addressing you tonight. And I was told I would be addressing you alone. Now, I know it must be a little bit strange for all of you to see the two of us together, what with me being John McCain's running mate and me being a fervent supporter of Senator Barack Obama, <laughs> as evidenced by this button. 
But tonight we are crossing party lines to address the now very ugly role that sexism is playing in the campaign. An issue which I am frankly surprised to hear people suddenly care about. <laughs> you know, Hillary and I don't agree on everything. Anything. <laughs> that diplomacy should be the cornerstone of any foreign policy. And I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> I believe global warming is caused by man. And I believe it's just God hugging us closer. <laughs> I don't agree with the Bush Doctrine. And I don't know what that is. <laughs> but Sarah, one thing we can agree on is that sexism can never be allowed to permeate an American election. So please, stop photoshopping my head on sexy bikini pictures. <laughs> and stop saying I have cankles. <laughs> don't refer to me as a MILF. <laughs> and don't refer to me as a flurge. I googled what it stands for and I do not like it. <laughs> Reporters and commentators, stop using words that diminish us like pretty, attractive, beautiful, harpy, shrew, <laughs> boner shrinker. <laughs> may differ, my friend and I are both very tough ladies. You know, it reminds me of a joke we tell in Alaska. Oh boy. What's the difference Lipstick. between a hockey mom Lipstick. and a pit bull? Lipstick. Lipstick. There you go. Just look at how far we've come. Hillary Clinton, who came so close to the White House, and me, Sarah Palin, who is even closer. <laughs> Hillary. <laughs> I cannot! It's truly amazing, and I think women everywhere can agree that no matter your politics, it's time for a woman to make it to the White House. No! Mine! <laughs> it's supposed to be mine. I'm sorry, I need to say something. I didn't want a woman to be president. I wanted to be president, and I just happen to be a woman. And I, I don't want to hear you compare your road to the White House to my road to the White House. I scratched and clawed through mud and barbed wire, and you just glided in on a dog sled. To think that just two years ago, I was a small-town mayor of Alaska's crystal meth capital. <laughs> and now I am just one heartbeat away from being president of the United States. It just goes to show that anyone can be president. Anyone. 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 <laughs> All you have to do is want it. <laughs> Looking back, if I could change one thing, I probably should have wanted it more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
six weeks, I invite the media to be vigilant for sexist behavior. Although it is never sexist to question female politicians' credentials, please ask this one about dinosaurs. <laughs> In conclusion, I invite the media to grow a pair. And if you can't, I will lend you mine. <laughs> And that's as good as it gets, folks. That's Tina Fey. That's Amy Poehler. And that's brilliant. So those are the five guest stars that did great political impressions. Maya Rudolph is Kamala Harris. Matt Damon is Brett Kavanaugh. Larry David is Bernie Sanders. Melissa McCarthy is Sean Spicer. And Tina Fey as Sarah Palin. These are all available on Peacock. You can check them out on the SNL YouTube channel. And this is the first of many political-themed episodes that I will be doing throughout the year of 2024 as we lead into the big election. So we'll do best political sketches and worst political sketches, political uh, uh, cameos by real politicians. And this is the first of the best political impressions uh, uh, that will be scheduled as part of uh, that show hasn't been funny in years. My thanks for you to listening, for listening and for subscribing. If you have any suggestions or comments that you would like to make about the podcast, I have a 24-hour voicemail that's up and running for this podcast and my other podcast, the Nick D Podcast, which is a pop culture uh, entertainment review podcast that you can uh, check right here at Radio Misfits as well. 773-417-6948 for any comments. Email me anytime you want at nickdpodcast at gmail.com for both podcasts. My thanks to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Please take the time to share, rate, and review us on every platform. If you would like to subscribe, if you would like to actually uh, be a sponsor on this podcast, you can do that. Sales at radiomisfits.com. And again, leave us voicemails or uh, emails anytime you want on the subject of Saturday Night Live. Jason Skaggs does the music that you hear at the beginning and composed and performed the music that you hear at the end. The fantastic closing theme of that show hasn't been funny in years in SNL Podcast. I'm Nick DeGilio. By the way, check out our 24-hour free streaming service, radiomisfits.live. We'll see you next week for another episode of That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years. Thanks a lot. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs>